You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. It's more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play that's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. How do you compare him to your former player, Devontae Smith? Because you raved so much about him when he was there and helped, obviously, deliver you a national championship. When you look at Jameson Williams, well, how do you compare him to Devontae? I see some similarities, but I could be wrong. You're obviously the expert on that. Yeah, well, it's hard to compare players, but, uh, you know, Smitty was a great all-around receiver. He was a very competitive guy. Uh, you know, we had to use Smitty at corner one spring, and he was one of the best corners on our team. So he had a lot of diversity as a player. He could play in or out. I think J-Mo can do both, but I think he's more of a vertical guy. Uh, he's going to be a guy that, you know, is going to, um, you know, cause a lot of problems for people because of his ability to catch the deep ball, which will make other receivers on that team, you know, better as well and more effective. So I think they can be used in a little bit different ways, but I think uh, their effectiveness can be, you know, just as, as, as good for, for any team that they play for. It is draft day. 
and not the bad movie in which Kevin Costner was in. This is draft day on the Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter in the studios at AVX. Jay Barker joining us via what we call StreamYard. Uh, there's Lars Anderson. He's at Tide 100.9. Hey, welcome to the show, guys. Also, just let me line this up. Cole Thompson, one of our large students and a draft expert, is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Throughout the show, in just a little bit, we will go to Chris Walsh. And, uh, of course, he's with SI and um, Alabama Bama Central. So, anyway, uh, let's go around the table here. First of all, let's start with Jay Barker. Jay, how are you today? And the first thing, what were you doing? And let me guess, uh, was it 30 years ago you would have been hanging around? Maybe not quite that long. But what, what do you remember about your experience on draft day? Yeah, 27 years ago, hard to believe. Um, gosh, um, I think more just, you know, at that time, we didn't just do the first round. We did the first three rounds. I, you know, hoping at that point in time, I'd gotten some calls to Philadelphia for the Packers from other teams that were showing interest. But, um, you know, you just want to land somewhere and got through the first day and then had to wait to the second day. I think on, at that time, but they don't Saturdays and Sundays. Finally, I just went out and went and played golf, actually, at Grayson Valley Golf Course. And so I'm going to get my mind off of this. And um, and they came back, and the, the Packers called. And they had <clears throat> drafted me in the fifth round. And it was one of the greatest moments of my life uh, to know that, you know, out of so many millions of kids growing up uh, in, in America and around the world that want to play in the NFL, and to go through it from the time I was five years old when I started playing all the way up to that moment, which uh, was, I think, what, 27 years ago. Uh, when I got drafted in 1995, that was just a, a great moment. And, you know, to share that with my, my uh, you know, family and friends and stuff, the hardest part for me is my dad wasn't there. My dad passed away when I was at the combine um, in February, on February the 12th. So for me to, to, to go through it, it was it was great. Had family with me, but I, the one person that had walked through that from the time we were little, throwing, throwing football in the front yard, uh, being at all my games, he would VCR uh, tape or tape on, you know, the big camera he'd take with him and, taped all my games and I was little league from, you know, five years old all the way through. And, um, you know, I want to get all those remade on the CDs, all that kind of stuff. But I wish he would have been there for that memory. I wish he'd have been there for that moment. Uh, that would have made it even more, more special if it, that would have been the case. But, uh, thank you for asking. And it is draft night and draft weekend and a lot to dive into. Before we do a reminder everybody, we are presented by Top Golf for Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today and have a chance to, uh, really enjoy just a great facility right there across the protective stadium. If you're at uh, USFL, uh, if it's, um, you know, being down there for parties or bachelor parties, you know, one of our friends having a birthday party here coming up here pretty soon, you'll love it. Top Golfer Birmingham, Mark Grenier, and all the great folks there. We're driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sonny King Ford. Lars, how are you today, my man? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Had a, uh, a lot of echo. Uh, you in the bathroom? Had, had a faculty. Echo, echo, yeah, echo. sounds like it. All right, there we go. We're all good now. Um, uh, had a faculty meeting this morning. Final, uh, final faculty meeting of the year, and uh, final classes of the of the semester are tonight uh, and this afternoon for me. And so it's always uh, uh, bittersweet. Just uh, you know, happy that uh, made it through the semester, but it's always hard saying goodbye, especially to uh, the seniors who are graduating and. I always try to keep in touch with them and, and uh, help them as much as I can, especially the ones that I've grown close to. You know, I give them my cell, and, and if I can do anything in my power uh, with the contacts I have in the industry, I try to help. But all that being said, today is literally one of my favorite days of the year. 
I absolutely love the draft. I love it. I love uh, uh, the first round especially uh, it, because uh, I, I just think roster building is so fascinating. And, Jay, you and I have been talking about this now for four years about, you know, do you, do you try to build inside out, right, uh, with, with uh, linemen and, and, or do you go – uh, wide receiver? Do you uh, take a flyer on a quarterback like Malik Willis coming from a small school against lesser competition, but he seems like he's got all of the traits to be a very special player, maybe not right away. And, I mean, this, this draft is so intriguing because we don't even know who's going to go number one. Uh, it, it, all signs seem to be pointing toward uh, Trayvon Walker of the Jags, uh, sorry, of, of Georgia, uh, an edge rusher being taken by the Jags at one, but they might take Aiden Hutchinson. I, I personally, I would take Hutchinson out of uh, out of Michigan. I, I thought he was just a, a, an excellent uh, edge rusher last year uh, for the Wolverines, and then you know who's going to be the first quarterback off the board? Where's Evan Neal going to go? Uh, and then when is uh, when is the run on wide receivers going to start? Jamison Williams, I think Jamison Williams would probably be in the top five if he hadn't hurt his uh, hadn't hurt his knee uh, uh, in the, in the national championship game, but um, uh, or, or sorry, yeah, or just late in the year. And uh, some people have him projecting going to the Falcons at eight. And uh, I really thought that that clip we just played comparing Williams, uh, having Nick Saban comparing Jamison to Smitty was pretty fascinating, Matt. Uh, I, I personally think, and this is no slight to uh, uh, Smitty, I, I think Jamison Williams is going to be a better pro just because uh, that guy has as much speed as anyone, and it's just so uh, valuable to be able to take the top off of a defense, and Jay knows that better than me, and, and you know suck that other safety uh, over to him and just what it opens up on the rest of the field. But uh, there's so many interesting angles uh, going into this. Uh, where will the different Alabama players go? And, uh, again, I just uh, I, I love this day here at, at Tide 100.9. Everybody is wearing their their, – they're, they're, they're geared up. They all got their jerseys on. And uh, man, I, I should have brought my uh, Joe. I, I brought. I, I should have. I should have worn my Joe Burrow jersey, even though uh, you're wearing Ravens colors today. I, I know. I know. I'm wearing black and purple. Uh, but uh, uh, yes, uh, I, I just Matt. I just. I just love this day. I, I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. Lars, you are a glow, literally. I mean, I can tell. You're all jacked up on Mountain Dew. You look great. You sound great. Uh, so for draft day. Uh, I, I will ask you this, though, Lars and Jay. Did you ever watch the movie Draft Day? And just give me a quick opinion on a, on a, a scale of one to five, five being the highest. Where'd you put it? Mm, two. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, it, it got such horrible reviews. I, I, I never watched it. I never watched it. I never watched it. And, 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 and I do want to just add, Jay, I, I'm sure it, it is bittersweet. Uh, a day like this and and uh, and i'm sure memories of your father come flooding back to you and and you know just kind of the emotional pain you're going through at the time and and i i think it's important that we just i just want to acknowledge that i i totally uh, well, thank understand you. thank you um, thank you thank you now I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, on a plus ahead. side Laura, uh, jay i just 
I remember when, uh, and believe it or not, I was relatively young at the time, but I remember seeing Barker's going to the Packers. Barker's going to the Packers. I did a little dance in my room because uh, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm forever a Packer. And when I found out you were going there and then you came on our show later and you talked about riding the bicycles and the Packer experience, uh, I know what a big day it was for you and what a big day it is for Lars now. But uh, it's a pretty special day when I uh, I remember seeing Jay Barker get drafted to my Green Bay Packers. Hey, we've well, got a dynamite you, show <laughs> lined up for you. Go ahead, Jay. And I'll tell you this. Yeah, I'll tell you this real quick too. Is that? Um, oh wow, you found a pitcher. I mean, actually, with Brett. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so you, um, I get the call. I talked to at that time um, Steve Mariucci. Uh, actually, I talked to the GM at that time, which was um, oh gosh, what was his name? I can't remember his name. Wore the glasses, uh, real nice guy. And then Steve talked to me. Oh, Ron, to Ron Wolf. <laughs> Ron Wolf. That's right, Ron Wolf. Steve Mariucci. Then I talked to Coach Holmgren for a while, and then after I got off the phone um, with them, I got a call like within two minutes after that. And guess who called me? One Bart oh. Star. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, Bart called. Wow, what a thrill! Yeah. Yeah, he called me and said, congratulations. And, you know, I've been pushing them uh, all offseason saying, hey, get this guy uh, from Alabama, my alma mater. And it was awesome. When I got there, I mean, you had the Bart Star way, Bart Star Park. I mean, it was just everything Bart Star or Don Hudson. Um, and there's just so much Bama history uh, with all those guys. The Don, the Don Hudson Center was the indoor facility we practiced in. And um, so he was, <clears throat> you know, very well thought of, Bart Star especially. No doubt about it. So, yeah, great day. Packers got picked 22 and 28 today, first round. What do you think they're going to do, Matt? Well, I would like to see him get Jameson Williams, but he's going to be gone. Uh, yeah. I would just really like to see him in green and gold, but it's not happening. We've got uh, about an hour and 45 minutes to talk about the draft, and that's what we're going to do. And uh, we appreciate you dialing us up. When we come back, Chris Walsh, Bama Central, will be joining us. I'm sure he has many thoughts on the draft. By the way, j- just good reading. Uh, I'll pass along a great note if you're going to follow the draft on where you can get some really good, valuable information, at least in my opinion. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show with Lars, Matt, and Jay. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Lots of sunshine today with a warm afternoon, the high 81. For tonight, mostly fair with the low at 60. Tomorrow and Saturday, partially sunny and warm both days. We could see a few isolated showers around. Highs between 81 and 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Jonathan Thomas is pushing the buttons back at Tide 100.9. Excellent selection. Speaking of films, that song always reminds me of The Big Chill, which I don't know if you guys ever saw. That's one of the greatest movies ever made, and neither one of y'all was born when it was released. 
yeah, it is a, it, it is a great movie. Okay, uh, first of all, I wanted to uh, give a plug here for Mike Rodak on AL.com. If you follow Alabama, go to AL.com. He's got a really, really good breakdown of Alabama's draft selections and, and potentials and, and where they may be going. Um, it's a good read. Uh, I know Jay and Lawrence, particularly Lars, uh, loves the draft, and I will certainly watch it. Uh, but if you want to do a deeper dive, go to AL.com. And I know you guys know Mike Rodak, but he, he did a really, really good job. Okay, guys, let's jump right in it, head first. Uh, we'll start with Jay. Where is Evan Neal going and when and where and how and all that? I'll be honest. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think right now there's just a lot of speculation. It doesn't seem like now after Cam Robinson got the new deal and, uh, you know, instead of him being on that franchise tag, once again, a uh, three-year extension, right at $18 million per year. And uh, man, there, to, to me, he's the, the best offensive lineman in the draft. I know they got some other great ones too that are, coming out, but um, watching him from high school when he uh, was playing at such a high level, when he came in, just seeing kind of where he was um, immediately on the team as far as coming right out of high school and being out there watching spring practice, watching some of the scrimmages, you could just tell at that time. And at that time, he was playing left guard, really kind of back and forth to left guard, right guard. Uh, they didn't need him at that left tackle position. So I think that's what gives him a lot of versatility is he's a tremendous athlete. And um, so I think wherever he ends up, somebody's going to be very, very lucky to get him. It was amazing to see Evan Neal at the Combine. And he looked skinny at 330 pounds. Yeah. Never, yeah. I've never seen a, a, a physical specimen like him. And uh, if I were... Uh, I think he's the best player in this draft. I really do. Uh, not just because I live in Alabama, but if I was Jacksonville, I'd take him and just have these Alabama bookends, right, at that tackle with Cam Robinson and Evan Neal. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to slip to five and uh, go to the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants are kind of putting out some smoke signals that uh, they are going to take Malik Willis uh, that high in the draft. And... Uh, uh, they haven't necessarily, uh, you know, they, they have to ask themselves, is Daniel Jones, the former Duke quarterback, is he the long-term answer? And so far, you would have to say no, he's probably not. He's not going to be uh, an elite quarterback. He's going to be sort of right in the middle. And when you are when you have just a, a quarterback sort of that is, you know, uh, 13th to 19th best in the league, you're just uh, you're stuck in purgatory because you're never going to be bad enough to get a to get a top pick to to get an elite quarterback, and you'll you'll always be like I said like just good enough. Maybe you'll make it into the first round of the playoffs and get get beat. That's what the the Bengals were with Andy Dalton for years, but uh, I, I think they're actually they're probably going to stick with Daniel Jones as their starter, and I think Evan Neal goes five, uh, and he'll be the first Alabama player off the board. Uh, your your thoughts, Matt? Well, uh, first of all, I, I guess I'm very, very loyal to David Cutcliffe. He coached Jones. He was really good at Duke, and he went really early in the draft. I thought he was going to be the answer in New York. I still think he's got a shot, but I just don't know if I see Malik Willis going that high. Jay, I'll toss this back to you because you're the quarterback guy, but from a skill standpoint, what I saw at the Combines, 
I mean, he's got every tool you could possibly imagine. Can he be a top-tier NFL quarterback, Jay? He can, and I think especially in today's game. uh, His ability to run around, make plays, but his arm is unbelievable. He's got great strength in his lower body in order to break tackles, uh, to get out of the pocket, and uh, and then move also inside the pocket. I think this is going to be a little bit of adjustment because of the style of offense that he ran. Uh, you know, and I think for him, you know, look, it's, it's just such a great story too that he, came, you know, where he came out of high school, college, transfer, and then all of a sudden, you know, the offense, the system really fit what he could do. So that's what he's got to find. He got to find the right system. It's going to be something that he can really excel in. But more importantly, having the tools around him. Again, it starts offensive line. Then from there, you got to have a great running back. I think in order to have a run game, you need a tight end, and then it's wide receivers. You build from the inside out. And quarterbacks are, are only as good as all that system, offensive line, running back, tight end, then receivers. Uh, and you can find a lot of those guys, other guys in the uh, you know free agency and other markets. But I, I think he's got all the tools. I really do. I, I watched him play against UAB. I called Phil Savage over. We were in the press box together. I said, "Come here, let's talk." Where is this? Is this guy projected? Uh, I mean, I'm looking at certain things. And do you think he'll be a first round quarterback? He said, "Jay, he's got all the tools to do it." Still a lot of question marks about the system he's been in. Can we find a system that he can fit in as well in the NFL? And just, you know, question marks that we'll see. Now, this was early in the season when they played. He said, but one thing for sure, everybody's talked about, could you move into a running back position? Could you move into a slot type position? Because the guy is so hard to bring down. He's got such great lower body strength and uh, just ability to make people miss. So I, I, I'm, I'm excited for him. He's, to me, a kind of a Russell Wilson uh, type quarterback, um, maybe a – a little bit of a Baker Mayfield as well. Just kind of, you know, maybe not quite as big, but can move around, make plays, ball out quick. Um, I know Baker's probably not the best example for some. Uh, I still think he's been in a tough situation as well. But I think this guy, Lars, has got a, got a really good chance to have a good a good NFL career. Oh, I think he's going to have an excellent NFL career. And uh, what? Uh, who would be a better mentor than Daniel Jones? Everybody talks about just what a wonderful person Daniel Jones is great teammate. And, uh, look, if you, if you realize that Daniel Jones is not going to be the long-term answer, but you want him to start next year and, 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 and give him, give him one last shot. And, uh, then you have a good problem on your hands. You have Daniel Jones and then you have, uh, Malik Willis, uh, waiting to take over if uh, if if Jones and if he Jones somehow plays really really well, then you have uh, two val- valuable assets and teams would be uh, jumping with joy to try to get one of those from you. Um, I I just think uh, if, uh, that 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 Daniel Jones would be uh, a, like I said a great mentor to. Uh, Malik Willis, if the Giants uh, were going to go in that direction, and I, and I that might, I don't know if they will, but uh, you know it'd be a tough tough call there between Evan Neal and Malik Willis. A lot of people have Malik Willis, I mean, projected to go you know in the twenties or thirties. Uh, a lot of people have him penciled into Pittsburgh, maybe Pittsburgh making a move up in the first round uh, to get get to get Willis to be their quarterback of the future. But, um, yeah, I, 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 Jay, let me ask you this. How important is it for a starter or for a young quarterback to have a really good mentor, a quarterback who maybe, uh, uh, who isn't going to start on day one? Like, I don't think Malik Wills is a day one starter. How important is it for him to have somebody 
who uh, can, you know, almost be the, a, a second quarterback coach on the field? Um, it'll be huge. I, I honestly don't think any quarterback should come out of college and become a day one quarterback, to be honest. I really don't. I mean, you got to be very, very special for that to happen or a situation where you don't have a guy that you can learn from. I mean, the, the best scenario is to have a guy that you can learn from and kind of grow into. I mean, I remember when Jeff Fisher, I thought, did such a great job with Steve McNair, allowing him to kind of get used to the NFL game. And that, I think it was Chris Chandler that was the quarterback there at the time that really took him under his wing and, you know, really taught him. So there was no jealousy. He knew the plan. He knew that his job was to go out there and win games and get the young quarterback ready at some point, whether it be midseason or late in the season, in order to come in and play or maybe in the next season. Uh, I, I just think you, if you have that, that's a, it's a great tool to have. Number one, from just the experience of, of what you got to do, how you got to prepare, the way you got to work, the things that got to happen uh, from when you wake up in the morning uh, to when you finish the night, first one in, last one out, to be the leader that everybody looks at and says, that guy's working the hardest. He's spending the most hours here. He's looking at film. He's trying to help every player on the field be better. I think that's the things that you learn from a veteran quarterback, and especially from a guy that's that you know knows how to process information quickly, can also help him see things on the field and, and really just have great conversations during games and stuff and talk about things that uh, that they're seeing from both sides of it. So I think they, I think there's a real advantage to that. But, yeah, I, I love that one video that Josh was just playing with Malik Willis. Probably my favorite thing about him, it seems to be that, and I don't know him, but that he has a really good heart. And you look at him handing that those clothes to that homeless guy. Now, I know it was a big story oh, all over yeah. the country with him doing that. Yeah. But he didn't know he was being did, filmed. Yeah, right. That's right. It wasn't anything. Yeah, nothing was like he wasn't trying to do it to be look good. Wasn't trying to do anything more than just try to help the person out. It was gear that he had gotten there. And he said, look, I got so much stuff. And I saw this guy down there. I wanted to go give it to him. And nobody would have known about it unless somebody, you know, unless that person caught it on film. And uh, and I, I think my understanding, reading the story, the person that caught it on film, this is how this is, you know, look at this guy giving out this stuff, and everybody identified him as Malik. So that's that's a really cool story, and shows a lot about his character. Yeah, it does. Hey, when we get back, more draft talk. Uh, Lars, your student, Cole Thompson, the pride of Houston, Texas. Is he going to be on with? Us? Yeah, no, he's coming on uh, next segment. Uh, Cole is, um, yeah, he was a student of mine way back when he's helped me write two different books uh he's now a reporter at uh, fan nation and he knows the draft as well as anyone who um you know it, it, cole's gonna be on espn very soon i'll put it that way he'll he'll be uh one of the top draft guys in the country and really look forward awesome. just to getting his uh his perspective on things one of many careers kick-started by Lars Anderson. All right, Cole is next. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show with Lars, Matt, and of course, Jay Barker. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX 
technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of the best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Wow. Tune. That's all I got. Tune. Welcome back to the Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter along with Lars Anderson and Jay Barker and a very special guest. Our next guest is Cole Thompson, a reporter at Fan Nation who covers the NFL and college football. 
and uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Mr. Cole Thompson. And uh, more significant, Cole's one of my all-time, all-time favorite students, uh, graduate here of uh, Alabama, and is doing great things in sports media world. And uh, it's just a matter of time, as I said in the previous segment, until Cole is. Uh, Big, big, big time at, uh, at at ESPN or another prominent network. Cole, how you doing today, my friend? You always talk me up, and then I have to live up to the standard. I'm good. How are you, my friend? <laughs> my recently <laughs> engaged friend. Uh, tell me about your engagement before we get into this. How did you uh, pull off the proposal? I haven't done it yet. It's in two weeks. Oh, I thought you did it two weeks ago. Oh, boy. Okay. Hopefully she's not listening. Yes. Uh, no, I, I thought God, you did. Thank God she's at work and has no idea I'm doing this radio. Yeah. Wow. Okay, we're going to keep that quiet. Worst question asked in the history of this show. Okay, oh, Cole. Uh, yeah, no, we were we were texting. Cole and I were texting earlier, Premature and, uh, yes. and I, I asked him if he was engaged, and he said two weeks. So I thought that meant he was got engaged two weeks ago because I knew it was uh, it was it was oh, around the corner. Boy, that is uh, yeah. yeah live radio. I would have called you at that point. <laughs> You would have gotten a FaceTime. Uh, you would have gotten messages. You would have got well, all that you, stuff. And you told me I'm coming to the wedding. And so, you know, I I thought it was a done deal. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's start over. I, start you are over. coming to the wedding. No, no, I, no, I, no, I no, no, no. Hang, hang on. Cole, <laughs> are, you having, are, you, are, Cole, are you having questions about it or are you still in the two-week plan? <laughs> no, still the two-week plan. Everything is booked. Everything is paid okay, good. for. So. I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm locked and loaded whether I, I have questions or not. Well, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> okay. So we've established she's, right, she's not it. she's not listening. So, but tell us right. what what is the plan? What is the plan? I know you have the rock. I guess he, he can I tell do. us now. I mean, since you've already yeah, told him. Yeah, yeah, cats out yeah. of the bag. What, what's the plan? Um, we're going to Fredericksburg on a, on a wine tasting trip, and the first vineyard that I ever took her to, I've booked an area to where I'm going to do it out by the river up there in Rosa uh, San Antonio. And uh, that awesome. was kind of where we decided where I first realized I wanted to spend my life with her. And it was actually one of the first times I texted Lars and told him, I think I met the one. So it's even a double fail on Lars to know that part. <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, she's your first round pick, right? <laughs> she is my, she is my uh, number <laughs> one overall pick, easily. There you go. Do you have uh, a little speech prepared, a, a poem that you've written, a poem that you like, uh, you know, a William Blake uh, love poem that you're going to uh, woo her with before you pop the question? No, I have a lead that I need Lars Anderson to teach me about in JN three eleven again. I think that's probably the good way for me to do it. Let him, let him, let me give him, let him give me some notes. You know, I'll edit it. So, uh, I know you will. That's the point. In that area. <laughs> All right, Cole. I love it. Uh, Cole, my, my first question about the draft is uh, again: You're an Alabama grad, so you've been following uh, obviously the Crimson Tide. If let's just say if Bryce Young and Will Anderson were eligible for this draft, and I think they should be, frankly, and, and I think that rule's gonna go away. If they were eligible, would it go would they be one two? I'm not sure they would be one two, but they would be one three at that point for sure. I, I see no question of where you can go in another path. Uh you gotta remember that right now. 
Detroit Lions, they potentially don't want to move off of Jared Goff because of the contract situation and where you get a guy like Bryce Young to come in, you have to start him right away. But Will Anderson would easily be the number one overall pick. Yeah, you know, I talked to a scout not too long ago and said most of these players can't hold Will Anderson's jockstrap going into next season. So the fact that they're talking about him in such a prominent light shows that where he sits on most big boards. And this is an insult to Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon or Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. But you do realize that when we go back and look at last season and we compare the two notes between Aiden Hutchinson and the likes of Will Anderson and one went to the Heisman Trophy finals and one didn't because of one had more pressures, not tackles for losses and sacks. That's kind of where the conversation starts. I think a lot of people think that he's a little bit more of a hybrid player. You can play him as a Leo-type role. He can have his hand in the dirt from a nine technique. He can work upfield. He's got great burst and good agility for his size. There's few players that can block him at the collegiate level. There's already a few young up-and-coming tackles in the NFL who probably would have trouble with blocking him at age 20. So Will Anderson would easily be the number one overall pick to most people that I've spoken to. Bryce Young, without question, would be the number one quarterback in this class. I think he'd have a really good time fitting in with the Houston Texans. Maybe a team such as the New York Giants would be interested, but he would easily be a top three selection as well. We're visiting with Cole Thompson and uh, a draft expert and also a student from Lars Anderson's uh, class as well. But let's talk Jameson uh, Williams real quick. Just your thoughts. Where do you think he ends up and, and how far down in the first round? I don't see him falling past 15. If he gets to the Philadelphia Eagles, they will make that pick. I've talked to multiple people in Philadelphia, and they said that the team is in love with him, his speed, his agility, and they're more so willing to wait about three or four games that they have to to have him on a contract for five years. And that's really been the kicker from the get-go is about that five-year extension. When you, get, when you sign a guy in the first round, you get the fifth-year option, and you get to be able to see what they're capable of. So if, say, Jamison was not going to be back until mid to late season, at that point, you'd use it as a redshirt year, be able to see him get accustomed to the offense, get him accustomed to the playbook, get him accustomed to working in similar concept routes with the quarterback. And then next year, you would then have that four-year deal instead of having three years you know, on him. But I've heard his name be thrown around with the Atlanta Falcons at pick number eight. He's been thrown around with the New York Jets at pick number 10. And what's really intriguing about that is Joe Douglas was willing to go all-in aggressive on Kansas City Chiefs speedster Tyreek Hill. So you know that they have a type that they're looking for in the likes of a vertical option downfield. There arguably is not a better vertical option in this year's class. I've talked to a lot of different scouts. They say that he's the second-best route runner behind Ohio State's Chris Olave, but he's better when it comes to separation. Think of a bigger, stronger Deshaun Jackson. That's kind of the player cop that a lot of people are giving him, and there's a good reason why. I think that he's going to go somewhere in that 8 to 15 range. But if he's available at number 15, you can just imagine Howie Roseman sprinting to, sprinting to the podium, skipping with joy, hand-hugging, you know, happy hunky-dory, because if he gets to make up for the Jalen Rager pick of 2020 when Justin Jefferson went one selection later. Absolutely fantastic stuff. <clears throat> and since we started the segment by ruining your life, uh, can you stay another one? <laughs> I can say another segment, guys. Yeah, there's more destruction to come. I can say another segment, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what else could we spoil? Uh, hey, as we go to break, though, I, I noticed on one of your profile pics, and, and you mentioned wine, you're going to go to wine country, that kind of stuff. Uh, it looked like red in that glass. What's your favorite red wine? Um, I don't know if that was red in the glass. If it was, that would have been probably a red amber beer. It wouldn't actually be wine. I don't like red oh. wine, to be completely honest. I'm a white wine guy. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here we go, Runner. Yeah, uh, I, I, Lars. I got, I don't, I got, I got many, I got many thoughts uh, on dudes and white wine. But uh-huh. uh, I'll, leave them, I'll leave them to myself. <laughs> why don't you wreck? Why don't you destroy this guy's life altogether? Ah, you're gonna put him up because he drinks white wine. Uh, what I'm getting a glass of Chardonnay right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have another Mountain Dew. Oh, uh, all right. Cole, be back with us. On the Jay Barker Show. I'm sure you're going to stay tuned. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide. The best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Lots of sunshine today with a warm afternoon, the high 81. For tonight, mostly fair with the low at 60. Tomorrow and Saturday, partially sunny and warm both days. We could see a few isolated showers around. Highs between 81 and 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Draft day on the Jay Barker Show. We got Jay, we got Lars, we got me, and we got Cole Thompson, uh, who's an NFL draft expert, former uh, Alabama student. And you're now, and, and let's start this segment by letting everybody know how they can follow you, where they can find you. Are you with Fan Sighted? Is that what I, I read here on LinkedIn? Uh, FanNation.com. So uh, it's part Fan of the Sports okay. Yeah, it's part of the Sports Illustrated. Uh, market up there uh, but you can find me on social media at mr cole thompson cole thompson i'm a mister that's my name don't wear it out simple point <laughs> does anybody ever say that anymore <laughs> that's my name don't wear it out uh cole uh my my personal i i, I gotta know what, what my packers are gonna do i think it's gonna be really interesting because the problem with them is that they did add a first round pick in the Devonte adams trade but the wide receiver market is expected to expand immensely in the first round so you're talking about guys like Traylon burks out of arkansas potentially going in the top 20 chris alave from ohio state going in the top 20 thus forcing the wide receiver market to move up a little bit and those are guys like christian watson out of north dakota state a really good vertical presence george pickens from georgia really physical type wide receiver X mentality type name uh, probably would have been a consensus first round pick if not for the torn ACL last year. Sky Moore, a really sticky slot receiver that does extremely well after the catch uh, coming out of Western Michigan. But if you're staying at number 22 and not trading up, I believe you go defense. I really do. I think that when you look at what they need to do to replace the production of the Darius Smith, a guy like George Karlakis out of Purdue is a name that continuously has been brought up in Brian Gutekunst's camp. They love his power. They love his agility. They love his mentality. He's a hard-nosed worker, does extremely well latching on to offensive tackles, working upfield, shucking and shoving them out of the way, uh, adding a lot of pressure. Guy actually put up, Almost as many pressures in his second year at Purdue as Aiden Hutchinson did in his third year at Michigan. So a lot of potential there. If you're looking at a receiver, I think 28 is going to be the selection. I wouldn't be shocked if it would be Christian Watson. They need to get a big vertical presence downfield. He's six foot four, runs a three four uh, th- a four three six uh, four three forty time. Uh, 
immense production at North Dakota State, back-to-back years of over 1,000 yards. And then Jihad Dotson out of Penn State. This is a really good slot receiver, extremely crisp route runner, good change of direction, nice hands, does an extremely well uh, job uh, maneuvering towards a quarterback, had to go catch a lot of balls behind him last season in Happy Valley. So he'd be a really intriguing option to pair alongside Amari Rogers. The biggest question is, how do you utilize him? Does one play in the slot? Does one play on the outside? A guy who reminds me a lot of is Deontay Johnson, how they Pittsburgh, so you play him as your Z receiver. But of the two, I think you go defense at 22 if you're not looking to move up, and then wide receiver at 28. Cole, I, I think your uh, future fiance follows me on Twitter, and I'm going to play that previous segment clip. I'm going to post that, so uh, make sure <laughs> she stays off social media for a while. Uh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> um, the quarterbacks in this class, I personally think the best one is going to be Matt Corral. I, I really do. But uh, can you just discuss this quarterback class, which is generally regarded as not elite? The biggest problem is there's not a show-me kind of quarterback. There's a lot of just what-if quarterbacks. If you want to go with potential, I think that you're kind of right on the head, Lars. You have a guy in Matt Corral who could be an elite quarterback because of his intangibles, his arm strength, his ability to maneuver outside the pocket, his awareness. But at the same time, he also played in a very RPO style of offense underneath Lane Kiffin that's very minute compared to the styles that you're going to see in the NFL. So concepts are going to be a little bit harder for him to attach. Then you get a guy like Malik Willis out of Liberty who comes from a shoe freeze offense, which is very limited in his own spot. But bigger arm, bigger mobility, elusiveness out of the wazoo, can move extremely well behind the pocket had to play behind the makeshift offensive line for the Flames last year and did a phenomenal job keeping drives alive. But his accuracy downfield is inconsistent at best. The deep ball trajectory is all over the place. I will say he's more like Josh Allen than he is Lamar Jackson, but a good player comp for him would be someone like Jalen Hurts, who needed to learn from Nick Sirianni last year to improve as a passer. Uh, Kenny Pickett is one of these guys to where He's kind of a you-have-to-start-him-right-away. He's 24 years old. He has 52 starts underneath his belt. He's a proven winner. His accuracy is phenomenal. His vision is great. His decision-making is off the charts. Reminds me a lot of Mac Jones last year. So if you get him in the right system, he can probably get you 10, 11 wins in his first year, but he's going to be very limited. You're going to have to build around him for years to come. And then Desmond Ritter is kind of the wild card. He's a little bit more mobile. That's who I like. I like Desmond Ritter, too. Mm -hmm. So Desmond Ritter, I think, is going to be the one that's the most successful in this class based off of draft perspective and also the value of a quarterback. I mean, the one thing you got to give, give him more than Kenny Pickett, guy is a proven winner. He has 44 career wins in four years as the starting quarterback, came into Cincinnati, basically won the starting job after the first two games of his freshman year, and has been in the same system, has worked in a lot of different type of offenses, has worked with a lot of different type of receivers and offensive lines. And he did lead an FBS program that's a non-Power 5 program to the top of the charts into the college football playoffs. So there is that X-factor mentality. The bottom line is that when you look at guys like C.J. Stroud from Ohio State or Tyler Van Dyke from uh, Miami or a guy that I really started to watch and fall in love with, uh, Will Levis from Kentucky, these are guys I think next year, along with Bryce Young, can be franchise quarterbacks and probably have that ceiling of a top 10, 12 quarterback. In today's NFL you need to be a top 12 quarterback if you want to win. Malik Willis may be the one quarterback that has the skills to get into that top 10 range, but overall, you're betting on a lot. He's got to get a lot of work done, and more specifically, he's got to go to a system that's going to allow him to sit for a year and kind of learn the playbook and basically have to relearn football all over again. 
Cole Thompson, great stuff. And I got a real quick question. We got about a minute, uh, but six last year in the first round for the Crimson Tide. How many do you think make it in the first round this year? That's tricky. I, I'll say for sure uh, two. I mean, for sure there'll be two with um, Evan Neal going somewhere in the top ten. I think that he's probably going to be in play for the Carolina Panthers at six. Jamison Williams is another one that probably gets into that top 15 range. And after that, it's question. I think John Mechie, if he was healthy, would be in that conversation as that wide receiver. It's just with the health factor, even though he is going to be ready to play next year for at least midseason, it still is a little bit of a process. Brian Robinson, I think because of how much depth is in the running back class, he doesn't sneak in. I'll say for right now for sure to get in. Maybe at Lucky, you'll get through we may have to check back with you tomorrow and, and get your evaluation of round one. Um, also, t- to tell you when you're expecting your first child. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> thank thank, thank you. We'll give you two weeks. The shotgun proposal. That's right. <laughs> uh, Cole, thank you. Uh, hey, awesome uh, stuff. great stuff, Cole. Anytime, guys. Go have a glass of white wine on us. (laughs) I will. Lars, don't tell anyone in 205 area what I'm doing. That's right. We'll be back. Let's get out. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Indeed it is. Draft day, round one tonight. Draft day, 2022. Jay Barker, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. We've got Jonathan and Josh running the show. Uh, We just hit the mics and talk. Uh, All right, uh, moving along with the NFL draft, guys. Uh, The SEC is about to set yet or actually extend their record. It's pretty impressive. 16 consecutive years, Jay that they have led in number of players drafted from a conference. Um, wow. It is impressive, but I got, Jay Barker, I got to be honest with you, that doesn't surprise me at all. Not at all. What, 51? was it? I saw uh, Josh put up a great graphic earlier and uh, showed kind of where from 2000 all the way to 2021, Tennessee, and just kind of went down year by year. And then from 2007 on, what happened when Coach Saban got there? Last five years, Bama's had 51 guys drafted. I think the next behind them was Ohio State, if I remember by just uh, glancing at it, 43. So eight behind them, maybe maybe a little bit more than that. But um, just amazing job that he's done. And, you know, look, I mean, he, he came in with a plan. And, and I've told people this forever. And, Matt, you know this. I mean, Coach Bryant, um, Frank Thomas, um, Wallet, I mean, all the different, you know, Coach Stallings. Yeah. When you meet – up in a place like Alabama to where you have knowing the, the athletes, but more importantly, you have the tradition, you have the boosters, you have the excitement around a program. If you get the right coach lined up with that, you have a chance to do great things. Coach Bryant did great things. Coach Saban is doing great things as well. And it probably will go down as the greatest of all time. There's no doubt about it. So, but what I love that he's done is that for and I'm not saying that other coaches didn't do this thing just became more of a thing because of recruiting and everything else is that he truly does develop these players to get to the next level. He looks out for how many guys can I get there? How is this going to improve their lives? And and how do I, you know, help them get to be uh, whether it be a first round draft pick or just be drafted. And then from then on help develop them over time, not just in college, but after college, those guys come back to work out together. They come back to push each other and continue to be, the best at the next levels they were in college. And then other guys go on and become the best at their business or the best at their occupation at things that they're doing in life. And I think that's the important message that he's tried to build up over the last, what, I guess, 15 years that he's been at Alabama. But Lars, your thoughts on that? Yeah. And um, it, it's been interesting, too, that uh, as, as Coach Saban has built the program, it's not just physical talent right? He, he wants character. And, uh, and that kind of leads me into the question I wanted to ask you, Jay, how important should character be when, uh, NFL scouts are assessing a player? Now I, I, I you guys know that I follow Cincinnati Bengals. They're my team. And in the last, uh, I think two drafts, more than half of the guys that they've drafted were captains of their college teams. And that has created this uh, really good locker room environment. Uh, but so, Jay, again, the, the question is, how much does character matter? 
It matters big time because you got to have a guy that can come in and, you know, NFL is definitely a business. So it's not like college. And I, and that was a hard adjustment early on. I think a lot of guys would tell you that, that everybody doesn't just hang out together. You go back to the dorm, guys have families. Uh, you walk in at 21, 22, 23 years old, and you're playing next to a guy or with a guy that's 35, 36, 38 and an all pro and has done everything in, in the world you know, that you could possibly imagine. And, and I mean, in a good way. And then, you know, you, you, it really does come down to character. What guys are going to get up and do the right things, show up for meetings, show up at, on the right time. And if you don't do those things, the great thing about the NFL is that they'll cut you. You know, they'll get rid of you. And they can bring another guy in. There's another guy waiting that has a lot of, lot of uh, determination and want to. Everybody wants your job. Uh, it's different than most occupations. You don't normally have, you know, new guys coming in each year to try to compete for against you for your job. That's the, probably the – one of the hardest things about the NFL or any kind of competitive sport, but um, no, it's character is what builds the team and what brings the players together, what makes the locker room and ultimately what makes guys have the work ethic that they need to have Matt in order to really build a championship team. Lars has class this afternoon, final class of the spring semester. I want to ask you a question because I know you're dying to talk about it. Uh, so just go off. What, what's going to happen with the Bengals? Tell us. <laughs> uh, I think they are actually, this is not the uh, sexiest answer. I, I think they're going to trade back and trade out of the first round. I mean, they're, they're picking 31st, uh, which is a great thing, right? That means you've made it to the Super Bowl. And uh, I, I think they're going to trade back uh, maybe five, six picks if somebody wants to come up and, and grab somebody at the end of the first round. And they'll acquire probably a fourth-round pick. Now, if they stay with their pick, I think, I think uh, I'm hoping that they select uh, Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa. Um, people and Jay, I, I'd love to get again your your assessment of this. A lot of critics have been saying about Linderbaum that he's got really short arms, and now arm length seems to be very important when you're a tackle, right? Because, exactly. But exactly. is is arm length that important when you're a center? I mean, Linderbaum, no. he is All-American, uh, clearly, like, you know, just by, by far away the best center in this draft. And and the Bengals already have picked up three new starters in free agency on the offensive line. And so I would like to, I would like to see them uh, add one more piece because the most important asset for the Bengals, obviously, is Joe Burrow. And, um, and I, they just need to do everything in their power to protect him. So, but, uh, but yeah, so, so Jay, maybe just explain why uh, for a center arm length isn't as vital. No, because you want smaller guys up front. I mean, arm length comes with bigger guys, right? I mean, it's sometimes not, I mean, you want it on the edges because edges is where you push guys around the pocket inside. You want guys who have great leverage inside where they can block downfield, where they can have. Um, it's, it's almost like bench pressing, right? So if you can bench press a lot, normally your arms are shorter. So you have great leverage. And I think at center, you want great leverage. You want a guy that can go leveraging up against a nose guard that can also have the quickness and athletic ability to get to the second level. Um, so the arm length is not as important. If you got a guy that's got both, that's great. But I don't, I don't think it matters as much at center or even at guard as much. Now the tackles, you want those guys to have great arm length. You want them to have great athleticism because you want them to push the pocket as wide as possible, keep those guys off of them. And that's what defensive guys have gotten so good at their 
their hand techniques to where they can knock knock the guy's arms down and get around and you know you know push up through the through the outside and, and and do it at an angle to get the quarterback and that's where the best pass rushers come from. But if you've got a guy like an Evan Neal that's got that great arm length and and, and extension. That makes it so much tougher for that guy to get the quarterback in 2.8 seconds. That's all you need. You need 2.8 seconds at the most to get the ball out. Normally, your quick game is at 1.8. Your next is about 2.1 to 2.4. Then it's 2.8 seconds. If the ball is not out, the quarterback's not making the proper read. He's not doing and processing information quick enough. And you, look, you, you love the guys like Bryce and can stand around and move around and do all that kind of stuff. When you get to the NFL, you can't do that stuff. You got to go now. You got to process it, get it out quickly. But at that center position, you just want a guy that can be have great leverage against anything in the run game, but especially in the passing game. Hey, Lars, before we let you go, uh, I have it on very good authority, inside information, <laughs> that your Bengals are going to select George Matthew Kalaftis, defensive end, mm. Purdue. Okay? Uh, I, uh, by the good. way, my I'd inside be, I'd, source I'd be... is a post that uh, – <laughs> As opposed to that Mel Kuyper just put up like 15 minutes. I, I'd be good with that. I'd also be good with a corner. Uh, but uh, I, I think uh, you just need to keep retooling that offensive line. I mean, hey, if Joe Burrow has, a, a, what, half a more second, Bengals win the Super Bowl, right? We've we've talked about this a lot. <laughs> Jamar Chase was wide open because the, the defender, uh, Jalen Ramsey, fell down. And on that on that fourth down play, and it would have been one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. But uh, Aaron Donald disrupted yeah. it. Aaron Ronald, Aaron Donald did a great job. He beat his man. He beat uh, a, a guard who has no business uh, starting in the NFL. And uh, that was the <laughs> that was the fatal flaw of the Bengals. Uh, even though they did make it as far as they did, and and wow, was that fun to to be a part of that as a fan. But. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to be watching the draft tonight as soon as I get out of class, and uh, I'll be loving it. And I'm going to watch rounds two and three tomorrow, and uh, or I'm sorry, on Saturday. And uh, wait, two and three, excuse me, two and three are on Friday, and then the rest of the draft is on Saturday. And uh, it's just uh, it, it's fun um, again because you see the philosophical differences between teams and how they go about roster construction. And, uh, and and what's important, what's not. And, and, and Jay, uh, b- before we wrap up this segment, it's been so interesting to me to see how wide receivers are getting paid like $20 million a year now. I mean, the, the market has just completely shifted in, in wide receivers' directions. And so I, I think some of the wideouts are going to go earlier than we expect. Because you want, it's almost like a quarterback now. You want wide receivers on rookie contracts before uh, you have to pay them well. And finally, I I wanted to ask you about George Pickens, right? Uh, Hoover kid, played at Georgia, hurt his knee, uh, came back and and played pretty well uh, in the national championship game. And uh, where do you see him? And and how do you think he projects uh, to the NFL? I'm sorry, I put myself on mute. He is an amazing player, and he was an amazing player in high school. Um, you know, everybody felt like he was going to Auburn, ends up at Georgia, and just had you know the injury situation. Had a little bit of off the field stuff and some on the field stuff that as well. But he's just a great competitor. I think the best thing for him is to, and, I, and I, when I say this, I don't mean this bad, but to get great counseling in a lot of ways, 
and to also, as you can see the film that we're watching on, on our live stream, but um, get therapy, uh, do the things off the field in order for him to be better on the field because he's got the talent and the experience to do that. And he has been coached by some of the best coaches uh, in high school and in college. And just his potential is so much there. I, I hate it for him. I remember watching so – I've known George since he was playing Little League football uh, with Braxton and against them uh, at Hoover and just watching him grow up as a, as a young man. And, you know, things just happen. And I, I think people deserve, you know, second chances, third chances, sometimes more, and, and based on just kind of where they need to get the right help in order for that to happen. So I, I hope that's the case. And he's a talent. I don't, I, and it's re really – Large whether or not teams want to take a chance on a guy like him. Yeah, I, I think he could. He's he's like the quintessential boomer bust. He could make your entire mm -hmm. draft. And and I actually, Matt, I would like to see him go to the Packers if he's still there when the Packers have their second first round pick. I I, I just think he has all the potential in the world. He's the potential I think yeah. to be to be the best wide receiver to come out of this draft. He just needs to leave the attitude in Athens or, or Hoover or, or, you know, wherever he's leaving to go wherever. Uh, there's no question about his talent. Man, I've forgotten this video of him at, at Georgia Tech. That was vicious. I mean, they are – and you guys know this. Georgia Tech and Georgia don't like each other at all, and that video right there will explain it all. <laughs> why would hey, you Lars, ever – why would you go. Hey, Jay, hold on. Jay, why why would you ever take a swing in a guy who's got a helmet on when all you're going to do is break your hand? Hello, you George. You lose Pickens. your mind. <laughs> yeah. You lose your mind in the moment. You yeah. just lose your mind in the moment. He's just a competitor. It's like anybody. It's kind of like, you know, why'd you do this in a particular you know situation? And when somebody swings, you just swing. I mean, it's just it's hard as a man if you have anything in you not to want to uh, fight back, you know, and do stuff. But if that. I think once you put the jersey on, once you get inside the arena, you just got to be so disciplined not to do that type of stuff. Right there. That's the best. <laughs> wow, that's legal. That's wow. that's there. You go. <laughs> Take the aggression out there on that Auburn player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, Lars, get to class. Uh, all right, yeah, guys. All all the chickens will come to roost tomorrow. We'll all be in the studio, and that's a cool thing. Lars, be have great. a great day. All right, thanks, yeah. guys. Have a great one. All right. See you, um, When we come back, Jay, we got to uh, recognize a few bit. Auburn's going to get their name called a few times. Not nearly the amount. You want me to bring this up after showing that video of Pickens nailing that Auburn <laughs> corner? You want to talk about Auburn at all? Boom. I mean, wow. like uh, five yards I, back. I think Josh is going off on this. Oh. Yeah, mm -hmm. field goal target line. No, that's Auburn mm. TV target line. Uh, all right. Uh, back with more of the Jay. By the way, uh, we're talking about Bama fans. Uh, there's one in South Alabama that absolutely went bananas. In addition to more draft talk, I have that very interesting story coming up on the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Lots of sunshine today with a warm afternoon, the high 81. 
for tonight, mostly fair with the low at 60. Tomorrow and Saturday, partially sunny and warm both days. We could see a few isolated showers around. Highs between 81 and 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. When you get home from work this afternoon, look up Lucretia, Lucretia McKeeble by Blood, Sweat, and Tears because we all have known one. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Jay Barker, Matt Coulter, Josh, and Jonathan are with us. And we're going to back to the draft. And, and uh, Jay, while I read this funny little story out of Flomaton, uh I want you to uh, give me your take on B-Rob because I just love the guy and I want him to play 12 years in the NFL. But anyway, police in Flomaton are looking for a female thief she made her getaway on a stolen riding lawnmower uh police in the scambia county town you know it's right there on the uh, alabama florida line if you're going to pensacola you know exactly where it is um they don't know they have a picture on al.com they have a picture of this woman on a bright red lawnmower stolen with a trailer stolen all of the contents stolen it's it's just bizarre, and her getaway on a riding lawnmower, that what do they go, eight miles an hour without a governor? But one of the most prominent things that you can see in the back of this trailer is one of those huge yard sign A's, University of Alabama. Uh, you know, fans in this uh, state are crazy about their Crimson Tide, but I don't know, Jay, if I'm going to go steal a lawnmower, then steal a trailer, and then drive through the neighbor neighborhood put, picking up stuff out of people's yards it's just it's it's so it's so bizarre and they have a picture they're gonna catch this uh because they have a pretty good have you seen it i should have sent it to you have you dialed it up uh i'm looking at it, uh, better, no, I'm looking at it right now uh, yeah there she is yeah. <laughs> that's so great oh my gosh but uh, she has a mask on so hey. you can't really identify her uh and that at least she's being safe I uh, I'm not going to get it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> her, her, her getaway tractor. <laughs> Is that just great? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. If you see that woman and you're watching us on our streams, uh, you make sure and contact the Flomaton police. Oh, by the way, here's one other thing. The police hey, chief in Flomaton. Wait a minute. Yeah. How many times do you think she's been to Florida? Like she's been on the dance floor with a cigarette in her mouth. <laughs> That's probably where she's headed. And by the way, she yeah. just got there a minute ago. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, the Plumbington police like, chief she, put she's out like, this she's, tweet. She's been over like she's been over bouncing back and forth, cigarette coming out. You know. You know? Yeah, I've seen a few. I've seen many. Yes. Fact, uh, that's Lucretia McKeeble right there. Um, yeah. But the, the police chief sent out this uh, tweet, and it says, "Do you know them? Please share." If you have any information on the subject's identity, please notify us. And it says the Alabama A, which you can see in the stolen trailer, the stro right. stolen A, it says represents the Chiefs' favorite football team, <laughs> but it too is stolen. <laughs> what a great story. Oh, my All right. gosh. Uh, I, 
I can speak for all of us. We all want to see Brian Robinson, Tuscaloosa guy, waited patiently for his turn, and I think turned it uh, into a, a, a great year in spite of uh, in spite of the injury. Um, where do you see him going, Jay? Uh, probably th- I'm hoping third round, M- maybe late second, maybe third. Um, it, it, it may be later. It's really according to the team that's going to need a back like him. Um, I, I think Brian has been, sh- been really kind of, um, I, I think not given the credit that he probably deserves. The guy can not only a power runner, he's got great feet. I thought he really, it really expanded that last year. I watched him as far as his cuts in the hole, we call pressing the hole as a running back then making a cut, and then getting upfield. And he really did a great job last year, I think, or over that period of time, of becoming a better running back in that aspect. And then out of the backfield, catching the ball, the things that he can do, he's not the hurdler that we had in like a Najee Harris, but he is a guy that if you just keep feeding him the ball, it's kind of more like a Derrick Henry. If you feed him the ball, the guy gets better and better as the as the game goes on. So hopefully there will be some teams out there that – and look, there's so many saving connections now in the NFL. So many guys that have watched these guys play. I just can't imagine that they're not going to look at Brian Robinson and go, "Okay, this guy can make a huge impact for us." Whether it be because he's a great blocker and protection, which every quarterback, every coordinator loves, he can catch the ball in the backfield. He can run screens as well as anyone. But he's a downhill runner, and I think that's the key. And 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 probably the biggest key is his, his blocking ability when it comes to blitzes. And, and just protecting the quarterback. So I think that's what makes him so valuable. But his feet have just gotten so much better over the last uh, year and a half, two years. He's always been a power runner, but really got a lot faster, a lot quicker. And you can see right there the videos we're showing on TV. I mean, on the uh, uh, Bama Insider Facebook Live right now, I mean, the guy just runs through tackle. I mean, these are big-time players against Georgia. And he's just running through it. And there's, I mean, he, he knows how to pick the right places to go and really pressing the hole and then making – those guys make decisions, and I think that's uh, something that the NFL scouts love. It is imperative that a back of his nature is patient and can wait mm-hmm. for holes to develop. He's not going to knife through. Okay, he's not. He's not. He doesn't have the breakaway speed, but he's already got that, and I, I think that is very appreciated in the NFL, where you've got million dollar guys blocking for you. Let them do their job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would really like to see him. Of course, Harris is already up there, but uh, he looks like yeah, a Patriot. Pittsburgh. And, yep. and I, I, yeah. uh, you think Pittsburgh? Okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm saying you're, you're saying Najee's already there. You said you'd like to see him at Pittsburgh is what I thought you were. No, I mean, in Damian. New, New, New England. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah. Damian, Damian Harris is already up there. And, and he's I, I still with him? Bri- yeah. Uh, I think Brian would actually be a good fit for the Titans, to be honest, because I think Derek's on his kind of last, last uh, few years. Learn underneath Derek, have that same type of power back that you could bring in. Uh, to run um, and and be that guy and be close to his area. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think he's going to be a surprise for a lot of people. I may be wrong. I just I think he's got the it factor about him. A guy that works hard. He's smart. He understands the game. Has a great IQ for the game. And you remember T.J. Jones that was the uh, trainer or the or the workout guy. This right there. That video right there. If you're watching us again on Facebook Live, that video of his feet just moving, uh, making a guy you know miss him and in, in, inside the hole or even when he's catching the ball on the screen to get a guy to miss him at the, at the goal line to, to score the touchdown. But TJ uh, Jones, who was, you know, a big time trainer, he's kind of there a little bit now, kind of semi-retired. 
he told me when Brian got there, he's like, guy, he said, Jay, I've watched this guy all the way through high school. And, you know, if, if these coaches get it right, they'll just keep feeding this kid over and over again. And when they did that in games, the guy got stronger and stronger. It, he doesn't get weaker. He gets better. And I, I think that team's going to get a steal out of this guy, to be honest. I certainly hope so. Here's how scattered mm-hmm. the NFL draft experts are on him. And, uh, Josh, uh, if you and Jonathan look this up during the break, because I'm just too lazy. Kuiper has him at 166, which is very early in the fifth. Uh, McShay has him 93rd, which would make him uh, late third. Third, is that right? Third round. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Dane Brugler, if I'm getting the name, he has him at 134. So I mean, that, he is all over the board, even according to the experts. So uh, I'll get the teams and and who might select him, and we'll go over that. Also, here's a guy we haven't talked much about, Jay. And it's John Mechie. And and I, I foresee a great future for him in the National Football League. Then, uh, we will deal with that issue and several more on the other side of this break. You listen to the Jay Barker Show. Jay, Matt, Jonathan, Josh, we are all here for another half hour anyway. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. It's Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Hey, welcome back into the show. Matt Coulter along with Jay Barker. You got Josh Smith over there at Crawford. And then uh, right across the street over there at Tuscaloosa, 100.9. There's Jonathan Thomas. Appreciate all you guys' effort today. We really had a very good show. Uh, uh, he got banged up at the end of the year, and I don't know how that's going to affect his draft status. But, uh, Jay, I really like Mechie. And, uh, obviously, you're more schooled in this area than I am, but I can just see Mechie probably being able to play all, what do you call it, three XYZ. Uh, he just looks like a multi-purpose wide receiver. Am I reading that right? No, you're exactly, no, you're exactly right. Um, he can play them all. He's a great blocker down the field for run game. Um, he's a great blocker for receivers in the, in the screen game. He, he's just a guy that, like, when the play is needed, step up, you got to make a throw to a guy. He, he makes it. I mean, I, I've been so impressed with him since the day he got there. And a guy that um, I think even I remember his first spring game going, and this guy is going to be special. He, he's just got a very powerful receiver. You know, he's a guy that, um, I mean, if he doesn't make that kind of strip away against uh, Florida in the SEC championship game, it's a totally different deal, that hit that he made that was able to get the ball back uh, for Alabama after the interception. So, you know, that that's one of the things that he brings to the table, hard worker, smart, 
Um, going to give you everything he's got. Got great hands, can run great routes. It doesn't have the, the speed of a Jamison Williams, but he is a guy that can be a true possession receiver, but more importantly, be a great leader on the team. So where do you think he's going? I'm going to pull up my little go-to here, which is um, on AL.com. It's a story that I referred to earlier. It is, uh, I want to give him credit again. Mike Rodak wrote it. Uh, he's got Neil first, as far as Alabama guys are concerned. Neil, then uh, Jameson Williams. Um, then he has Christian Harris. And I, I don't think we've seen Christian Harris totally bloom. Uh, in fact, he'll be a better NFL linebacker, I think. Then and he was great at Alabama. Don't get me wrong. Uh, let's see, John Mechie, uh, anywhere from fifty seventh. I got fifty five, fifty seven, seventy one. So, um, I just I, I think somebody's gonna get a steal if they're taking that guy. What is that mid to late second round? Um, I think that's a good one. All right, let's go back. As I just mentioned, Christian Harris, Jay, where do you see that guy? No, I agree with you. I think Christian is a guy that's going to be a better pro than he was even in college. His speed, his athleticism, the things he does in the run game, he's unbelievable. Uh, let's go back down here. By the way, I, I will note this. I mean, I know we're based out of Tuscaloosa, and Jay Barker's a quarterback at Alabama. Um, but I think Auburn's first selection will probably come in the second round. Uh, Roger McCurry, cornerback, I think he's got a bright future. And let me tell you something, as you guys know, guys and gals, playing corner in, in the NFL, uh, in my opinion, may be the most difficult position on the field. Um, and then Smoke Monday's a safety, and I think he's a lot like Christian Harris in the fact that he was a great safety at Auburn. But I, I think he's he's going to come in there and play 12 years at safety, and that's tough to do because you got to be able to cover and you got to be able to hit uh, and I like those two guys, and I, I'm sure there'll be some other guys that fall later in the draft than possibly sign as free agents. But uh, there's I wanted to make sure that we included Auburn. Um, let's go back to uh, the first round. First of all, uh, are you? Do you have plans? Lars probably has a. He probably roasted a turkey, uh, put some baked beans on. He's going to have his own little party. Do you do anything special? I'd probably watch it with Harrison or watch it with um, maybe go see Andrew and watch. Uh, Andrew just had surgery on his arm. He broke both of his uh, bones in his forearm. And um, this is a funny story, and Jonathan's going to laugh about this. So the doctor goes in, Dr. McKinnon down at St. Uh, Vincent's. She goes, some of the most muscular forearms I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, that's all from gaming. <laughs> it's all from pushing those buttons. <laughs> Are you over and over again? Oh yeah, like, but he, but it all went great. But he, I mean, he it had broke them. Everything, the surgery went great and stuff. So, been thinking about him, Jonathan. I see him laughing about it because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Guy's been he, uh, Andrew's been gaming since the time he was uh, probably three or four years old, and one of the funniest people to game with. Number one, but. Um, yeah, so he's he's doing well, but so probably either do that with them or um, hook up with you and Lars later on tonight if, if Lars gets back from Tuscaloosa. Yeah, we might have to go see Bob, uh, and I'll give him a plug. Exactly, uh, I like Bob Howard's here in Vestavia. I like I like Bob all of his restaurants, but I was really thrilled since I live in that area when they opened that up, uh, and food's good, good beverage, 
good service. So uh, you might see us there tonight. Who knows? Hey, one of my favorite parts of the draft, Jay, and I know everybody keeps up with it, and I think everybody likes this, is Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant, in case you don't know, is the last player selected in the draft. Uh, it's an interesting moniker, uh, but sometimes these guys are not irrelevant. Uh, in fact, I'm trying to look this up. Uh, it, it only goes back to 1976, but having been at Alabama, and I guess you were there after he left. Where, where was Bill Curry? When you went, it was Stallings, right? When I went to where you said? When you went to Alabama, was it Stallings? Yeah, it was Stallings. Yeah. You, so it was Curry. Were, Curry. Curry, fact, Curry didn't want left. to recruit you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he just left, um, and Coach Stallings came in, so he recruited me. In. Yes. Uh well, he used to make reference, and may I say this often? Uh, I guess back in the '60s, he was the last player selected uh, by the Colts. And, of course, he went on to have a very, very solid NFL career. But I just know he always would bring it up. I'm the last player. Yeah. This shows you what we could do. It shows you what we could do. do, 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 do. Oh. <laughs> but there are some of name here. I, I've looked them up, and I, I, I'm looking at that on my computer screen. I imagine on StreamYard they've already got it put up too. But uh, here's uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh uh, Ryan Suckup, you remember him? Last player drafted, kicker. Long oh time. yeah, definitely. Much yep. success. Yep. Um, remember Chad Kelly? <laughs> He's still I do remember Chad Kelly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Didn't he go from Clemson to Ole Miss? Uh huh. Um, yeah. He was the last player drafted, and I don't even know. Do you, do you remember if he ever? Even, uh, did he make a roster? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I, I remember that. Um, it was either yeah, you know, Winnie McCorby talking about him this time about what a great kid he was, you know, and that um, that was the best move for him, you know, to go from there to Ole Miss. I think it was the time, but that you know, it's just tough. I mean, the NFL is just a tough place because there's only so many spots, and you got guys that are there, and those spots can be occupied for a number of years unless you you have to be very very special to take over that spot. There's for a few reasons. Number one is that. You have a guy that's been proven. You got agents that are representing the coaches as well as the players. That this is a lot of politics, but you know, more importantly, it's just that there are guys there that have got the experience of playing there for two, three, four, five, ten years, and that you're competing against. The league is a hard league to make. It's a hard. It's even a harder league to stay in, just based on the competition you're going to get every year. Great observation from one who knows uh, all sides of yeah. that particular scenario. Hey, um, we're going to take a break, come back with our final segment. Um, I, I guess I'm just MrAL.com today, uh, pumping up their draft coverage because they're doing a good job, and I, I like what uh, Mike Rodak wrote. But um, here's another note. Uh, and Roy Johnson's a columnist for AL.com, and when I read this one, I you know I did that V8 thing, slapped in my forehead and said, wow, that's a great idea. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show. We'll be right back.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Lots of sunshine today with a warm afternoon, the high 81. For tonight, mostly fair with the low at 60. Tomorrow and Saturday, partially sunny and warm both days. We could see a few isolated showers around. Highs between 81 and 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Wrapping up the pre-draft show. Draft is tonight. It's in Vegas, by the way. Great place to hold it. And by the way, if you're in that area and you're listening, uh, uh, it's free. Uh, admission is free. And that's, I actually like that part because uh, particularly Jets fans, they're always booing their pick. And by the way, if you look at their record, you'll understand why. Uh, I, exactly. I, am I stepping way out of bounds by saying that's probably the worst run NFL franchise right now? Uh, you're, you're right on, right on. I, I tell you the other thing too, is that, um, and I don't know, I, I know you'd love to have this. And so does Lars, any arch Manning updates today? <laughs> we, we, Jay, we almost made it a full day without talking. I've got someone, I've got someone I think I'm going to start bringing in to give us an arch update each week. Which would be great, yeah. No, he's going to do it. He needs to do it every oh, day. Oh, yeah. He needs to do it every yes. day. Uh, all right. <laughs> hey, uh, Roy Johnson is a columnist for AL.com. And it says right underneath his byline, this is an opinion column. But I will bring it down to one little nugget. And I want to see what Jay Barker thinks about this. He says, I think Colin Kaepernick ought to show everybody he can still play and hook up with the USFL. Good, bad, indifferent, Jay. I think that's where you should start. I mean, I think that if he wants to get back to the NFL, then prove yourself at a lower level. Um, it's not that you've been there, that you've been a quarterback. Yes, you took your team to a Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. That's unbelievable what he accomplished. But I, I think there's things that he needs to prove, that he can be a great teammate, they can be a great Players still on the field. I mean, he's older than he was at that time when he was so successful. So I, I think that's the things that he's got to got to really prove back to the guys. And if, yeah, and I think it'd be great for the USFL. Be great for that that uh, XFL that's yeah. coming around. So I think there's just a, a lot of things that he could do that could be very very um, instrumental for him to make his way back into the NFL. So we'll see. But you know, the the re if if Colin Kaepernick was everything that. I'm not saying everything he thinks he is, but everything some think that he is. NFL teams don't choose players a lot of times based on just character. They want guys that can perform. And they let go of a lot of things character-wise, or they let go of a lot of things socially-wise in order to win games. We've seen it time and time again. So I, I, I don't buy the fact that if, if he's the most talented or one of the most 32 or whatever, 64 talented players uh, – in the country that's at that quarterback position, NFL teams would be all, all over him. So he needs to go prove himself again. He did the tryout. The tryout wasn't that great that he did not, what, a couple of years back. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I'd love to see him back in the game. 
Uh, yeah, and I agree with, with the exception, and, and I think we can all have some reservation in the way the NFL handles their head coaches. Uh, but I agree with you, Jay. The guy's good. He's going to help you win. Uh, you know, you can't have him going way overboard politically or, you know, have a, have a very, very checkered past. Uh, that wouldn't be good for the league or the team. But he's good enough. Somebody will pick him up. Yeah. I, I do I do think right after the incident, he could have at least been a backup somewhere. So maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to travel down that road. But I just thought it was a good read, a, a, a good thing to think about. Um, and uh, Jamar, quarterback for the mm-hmm. uh, Stallions now, is doing very, very well. But, well he is. And I don't want to push him aside, but Kaepernick would add a few butts in the seats, wouldn't he? He might. I mean, some people yeah. would come there just to boo him. Yeah, I, I would. I would say put him on another team besides Birmingham, so you'd have more fans in the stands yeah. for the other teams. Uh, they're they're struggling a little bit in in that area of it. Um, but back to the best part of the show, though. All right, so we'll go back and recap Thursday's show. <laughs> is when Cole Thompson was on with us, and Lars put out that <laughs> he's gotten engaged. It's not till two weeks away, so hopefully his fiance had, was not listening or will not be listening in anytime soon because the two-week notice was not meant for that no yeah i've i've been in this business uh too many years to count uh rarely do i just lose it laughing but yeah i mean that was just a a perfect golden radio moment and i was in stitches Mm -hmm. and so were you uh and i could see our our guys i could see josh Jonathan all laughing now after he proposes and uh, golly i sure after all this i hope she accepts but we're going to put that thing on social media platforms and that's going to go viral and it's going to get us, uh, listeners all the way out to Carson city, Nevada. All right. So, there you have that. All right, Jay, you got any final thoughts on, on, uh, on the draft as we head out here? I, I agree with Cole. I think that probably going to get, um, I, I think you'll get two. Definitely. I think it'll be Evan Neal. I think Jamison will go in the first round. I think second round, you're going to look at Mechie. Uh, Brian Robinson may be late second round. Uh, Fidaris Mathis, I think he's got a chance, probably third or fourth round. Um, I, I kind of surprised. I thought Jalen Armour Davis might be a little bit higher than where they're projecting him right now. Who knows? Uh, it, you know, the draft is what happens is when it becomes a defensive draft early on or an offensive draft early on. There's a run on certain players. We've seen it time and time again. And so tonight's going to be kind of that those first few picks, where do they go? Is he going after office alignment? Is he going after skill players? And that's kind of how the first round will end up because people feel desperate to go get the best next best guy at those positions. And uh, so we'll watch it and see. I, you know, to me, it's build inside out. Build from the, from the offensive line and the trenches, build the defensive line. From everything behind that can come, and, and to me, in free agency, you can build it in the draft over time. But you got to get the best of the best in the trenches. If you win the trenches, you win the game. Spoken by a man who knows something about it. All right, uh, actually, he stands behind the trenches and directs. That's the end of the Jay Barker <laughs> Show. Back with day two of the draft tomorrow at noon. See you, Jay. Thanks, Hi, guys. this is Wes McClure.